Hello everyone, welcome to Chaos Under Control. As always, it's me, Emily Richardson here, and I am the host and the creator of this podcast. I am so excited to have you here today, and if it's your first time here or you haven't missed an episode yet, I will always and forever be so thankful that you are taking part in something that is so special to me. And this podcast is such a huge part of my life, and I love seeing it become part of other people's lives as well. So thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I think today's episode is going to be very beneficial, not just to the mom community, but people looking at the mom community. So let's dive right in. We are talking about the who, what, when, where, why, and how segment, and today we are in our why category. Now, today's episode is labeled, Why is Mom Shaming So In? And until I became a mom, I never really registered mom shaming because I was judgmental. I said things I shouldn't have said, and it's so funny because when you don't have kids, it's so easy for you to say, why does she do that? What is wrong with her? She should not be doing that. Her kids shouldn't be doing that. So easy to say. I mean, just spit it right out. And now that I'm a mom, I've eaten all of those words. And I'm like, girl, you need to sit down and be quiet. I tell my past self that. I'm like, Emily, don't. Just don't. Nobody wants to hear what you have to say. And that's the truth. Being a mom is so hard some days. And we just need to rally around each other and support each other. And so if you're a parent, you're definitely going to relate to this episode, but if you're not a parent and you know someone who has kids or you find yourself being very judgmental of people who have kids, you need to hear this episode because I needed to hear this episode back in the day and I wish I would have. So let's dive right in. All right, so we are talking about why mom shaming is so in. Now, mom shaming is just as old as time, people have been judgmental forever. But with social media, it's a lot bigger and more announced compared to how it used to be. It's in our face at all times. It's very loud and very out there. There are tons of categories when you think about mom shaming, but I've written down a few of them for you. The main ones that I think of are co-sleeping, breastfeeding, circumcision, vaccinations, screen time, working moms, or being a stay-at-home mom. Those are the things you will find in a lot of mom groups on Facebook. You'll hear people talk about when the moms go out to brunch and they're chatting at the table or whatever it may be. So you'll hear about all of those. And it's horrible because, you know, there's so many things that you can talk about when it comes to being a mom about like bottles and naps and toys and all those things. But people literally go outside of that box to talk about whether or not you work, if you breastfeed your child or not, if you circumcise your child or not, like literally nitpick every single aspect of your child's life and your life when you become a mom. It's so complex now and it's just ridiculous. And I've been guilty of it as well. And now that I'm a mom, I'm telling you, it grinds my gears and I wish I wouldn't have been that way back in the day. So Here's the fact about all that. We live in a world that doesn't understand that we aren't all meant to agree on everything. This is outside of motherhood. This is politics. Good Lord, it is politics. It is preference on sports teams. It is anything. We are not all the same. We don't all like the same foods. We don't all like the same music. Does that mean that just because I'm obsessed with sweet potatoes and my husband hates them that they're nasty or they're good? No, 
we see them differently. Does that mean because I love Billie Eilish's music and my husband doesn't, that she's a good or a bad um, artist? No, it doesn't. It means that we see her differently. And motherhood is the exact same, or parenthood for that matter. You may see something and say, why are they doing that? That is so ridiculous. Whereas they look at what you're doing and say, I could never do that. What is wrong with them? But that doesn't make either of you right or wrong as a whole. It just makes for what my family and my choice is, makes it right for my family. And that's all that matters. It doesn't matter if it's right for someone else's family. Do you get what I'm saying? <clears throat> Excuse me. So that's very important to understand. It's not one size fits all by any means. Parenthood is not even the same for each child. How you parent one child might be totally different from how you parent another child. Or if you have a blended family and how you parent your kids compared to your husband's kids because it's a different relationship. The kids register things differently. They have different personalities. It's all the same thing. So you have to understand that. So I've written out six reasons for you why mom shaming is so in. And I'm not saying I agree with it, but just why it's such a big deal. All right. Point number one, mom shaming can stem from childhood trauma or personal issues. An example of that is postpartum depression. Here's the thing. I dealt with postpartum depression and I'm not making excuses as to why people mom shame. But the feelings that you get when you have postpartum depression about yourself are already horrible and you can't even imagine how horrible they are when you look at other moms. And I'm here to tell you from experience. I thought I was doing a horrible job and I saw other moms and in my head I said the worst things about her. I was like, why does she look that good after having a baby? Why can't I look that good? How is she able to just keep her baby calm in public? Why can't I do that? Or whatever the case may be. You're so judgmental about the way they do things because of your lack of being able to see the way you're doing things or however you want to word that. Postpartum depression is really tricky. It morphs your mind and it makes problems that aren't there now be there and it makes you see things for what they aren't. And so mom shaming is so easy in that moment because you're quick to judge, you're quick to put someone else down because you're so down yourself. Now, as far as the childhood trauma goes, if there is a mother out there that, let's say this is an example, that her whole life, her mom fed her SpaghettiOs and cereal and never cooked a meal for her, not even the holidays. She ate junk all the time. Her mom worked third shift and was always tired. She didn't really have a good relationship. When she grows up, she may do one of two things. She might either get on Facebook or in person and insult people who eat healthy, give their kids healthy foods, cook all the meals, don't let their kids eat Rice Krispie treats, whatever. Or she may be the exact opposite and be such a stickler and only eat healthy foods, will not let her kids have junk, no cereal, no nothing, and be so obsessive compulsive about it because she didn't have that as a child. Does that make sense? And I'm here to tell you, I'm not going to blast on this, but I have childhood experiences that I do certain things a certain way now because of how I experienced them as a child and I really do or really don't agree with them. And that has really influenced me as a mom now. Does that make sense? So people do that. They react to their situations differently. They either over-enforce the way they were raised or they completely shove it to the side and over-enforce the opposite side of that. And when you do that, mom shaming comes along because you feel so strongly about one side compared to another. So that's one reason. Reason number two, it is much easier to shame others than it is to admit your own failures. 
So if you're in a mom group, and we've probably all been in them at some point, parent group, whatever it is, if you have kids, of course, but those groups are so easy to point out what other people are doing wrong. They will point out and say, oh my gosh, your child is napping. They don't need to have a blanket. And then another group will say, oh my gosh, why is your child not feeding themselves yet? Why is your child only eating this much? They'll post a picture of their child and somebody will comment and say, you need to go up a diaper size. That one looks too tight just based off the camera angle. I mean, it is literally never ending. But here's the thing. For every comment those people make, be it that it's on social media or in person, they are dealing with something as a parent in that moment, but they're not going to post that. Why would they do that when they can just pick on someone else? Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah, it's so easy for me to post that my child's a really good eater. Now that's probably not going to last because kids always go through phases of being picky eaters. It's just how they work and it's probably coming soon. But for right now, he's a good eater. I like to post that because it's not that I'm trying to glorify him, but I'm trying to post how well baby led weaning worked for us and how cause and effect by starting baby led weaning at six months, look how good he's been eating since. And I'm, I'm a very big person on Instagram that if if I find something that works for me and makes my life easier or better or saves me money, I share that 100%. I don't, I'm not that person that gets jealous if someone has something that I have or says, where'd you get that? And I don't tell them because I want to be the only one that has it. I'm not like that. I want everyone to find ways to make their lives easier. And baby led weaning really did that for us in many ways. And so I share that on there. And some people will message me and say, I just wish my child would eat like yours. He eats so good. He's not picky. And I'm like, girlfriend, let me tell you right now. He eats great, but there are times in his meal where he will pick up all of his food and literally throw it like Tom Brady with a football, just throw it across my living room and then cry because he doesn't have any food on his plate to eat. I cannot tell you how often that happens. And I'm sure at some point I'll get it on video, but normally he and I eat at the same time. So by the time he's got his food, I'm fixing mine. But I'm telling you, don't let what you see on Instagram or what people comment to you or whatever make you think they have it all together because they are struggling with things as soon as they pick out your flaws. You need to know that. So don't forget that. Point number three, people confuse constructive criticism with criticism. Oh boy. So here's the thing. If you text someone something or comment something and it is pure, just evil and rude, just because you put LOL at the end or you don't have to take my advice, I'm just saying like don't hold what I'm saying at a high standard, just because you put that doesn't make what you said any less rude. And when you are giving constructive criticism, that means you're coming from a good place. You care about that person, their well-being, their child's well-being, and you don't do it publicly for attention, for praise, or to get enjoyment from putting someone down. That's not what constructive criticism is. Here's an example. Let's say, okay, this happened. So my baby, when he was little, we used a brand of diapers we didn't care for, and we were just trying to use them to get rid of them because we were gift, they were gifted to us. And he peed right through them every night, and it was, like, annoying. We had to wash his sheets every single night, wake up in the night and wash them. And so we laid him down one night on a blanket, but it was a large blanket, like a regular size blanket. And we tucked it underneath his crib mattress. Mind you, he couldn't even roll over yet. Like there was no way he was going to grab this. He, we swaddled him at night. Like he was in the swaddle. His arms weren't out. We just wrapped the large blanket around his mattress because he peed so much that his sheets had to be washed. So 
we had him on our baby monitor and he was making really funny noises. And so I like screen recorded it and I posted it and you could see that he was laying on the blanket. He was clearly swaddled. The blanket did not have any loose edges. It was tightly secured. And someone messaged me and said, Hey girl, I'm really not trying to be rude. I don't want you to think that. I just want to let you know they should not be sleeping with blankets at this young of an age. And I messaged her back and I was so kind. I said, thank you so much, first of all, for barely knowing me, but caring enough about my child's safety to message me that. That is so sweet of you. I appreciate that. Thank you for not coming at me rudely, just not attacking me on the picture or the video, whatever. Um, Thank you for messaging me privately and being educational and not critical. Thank you for educating me. And I told her, I said, you know, he doesn't sleep with a loose blanket. We tucked it underneath the mattress. It was very secure. He just peed through his sheets and we didn't have any more. He's peed through all of them tonight. So this is what we did. But I said, we're watching him on the baby monitor. He swaddled. He'll be fine. But thank you for reaching out. That is constructive criticism. You are helping someone. You are not trying to belittle them. Criticism is the opposite of that. Criticism is people in mom groups or any group for that matter or face-to-face that use any chance to sabotage someone, be it their opinion or their appearance, their opinion, of course, how they parent, their financial status, anything. And they'll get on social media or in person and just make comments that are very rude that make the person that they're commenting towards seem like they are less intelligent or they're less of a person or they're not doing things correctly. And they use that time to publicly be seen as someone who knows more than them. And that's not okay. That's not constructive criticism. Don't be that person. Okay, point number four. Social media amplifies, in the quotations, the idea of a perfect mom. That's one reason that mom shaming is so in. Because with social media now, it literally keeps anxiety at your fingertips at all times. I remember when I was growing up, I used to go to school and after you left school, you would come home. And this was before MySpace. If you don't know what MySpace is, wow, I'm old. But this was before that. Like all you had was AOL Messenger, like the chat room, and that was it. There wasn't FaceTime or anything like that. So you went to school, you came home, and that was it. And you had a landline phone that you could call your friends if you wanted to, which we didn't do much of, or you would just wait and see them at school the next day. So if I went to school and had any elementary school problems of this girl's being mean to me or this girl's picking on my outfit or whatever the case may be, when I left school, I left all that behind. I didn't come home and see it on social media. I didn't have to come home and deal with it. It was just there at school and I came home and I got to just be away from it and then I went to school the next day. It's not like that now. We have social media so we are constantly involved in other people's lives to a certain degree. We're seeing their lives from whatever angle they choose to post it. It's just how it is. And so if there's a mom that you may work with or you just see out and about a lot or whatever it is, you're friends with her maybe, and then you have her on social media and you compare yourself to her, you think she has the perfect life, you're jealous of her. When you see that in your everyday life and then you also see it on social media, you never give your mind that break. Your mental health never gets the break. And that is so detrimental and we are just in that world now and it's growing by the second so you're constantly seeing what she wants you to see whether it's out in public or on social media but you're constantly being exposed to that and so you're thinking that if I'm seeing her out in public and on social media like this and she's so great all the time what am I doing wrong 
Or even worse, if you only see her on social media and you still compare yourself, you're seeing one picture out of 24 hours in her day. I promise you one picture cannot validate every experience in her 24 hours in a day. I've been guilty of it, I promise you. But the fact is, is that social media has embodied what they think a perfect mom is. They have to have the perfect body, all the money, get their nails done, have all these collaborations with all these companies, always have their makeup done, drive the nicest cars, whatever. That's fine if that's what social media says, but that doesn't mean that's what a perfect mom is. And that doesn't make you any less of a mom if you don't fall in any of those categories or me or anyone else. So please know that. Point number five of why mom shaming is so in, and I just said it, jealousy, 100%, 100%. And let me tell you something, I struggled with jealousy yesterday, and I'm probably going to struggle with it tomorrow because I am an imperfect person, and I'm someone that I hate letting other people down, that I never want my husband to have to find reasons to want to be with me. I always want him to feel like he has someone worth having. I want this marriage to be everything that I dream for it. I want my child to have a mom that he's so proud of. I want all of that, which there's nothing wrong with that. But there is a problem when jealousy steps in. And when I see moms that had kids after me that did little to no work and they have great bodies again, in my opinion, great bodies. That to me is jealousy because I'm like, wow, why can't that have happened to me? Why did that happen to them? They've had two kids. I've had one and I look like an actual watermelon and she looks like she's about to hit the catwalk in New York City. Do you get what I'm saying? In her eyes, she may see the opposite. She may say, wow, I am really skinny. Wow, I look unhealthy. I hate my body shape. I wish I had this girl's body shape. You see what I'm saying? So it's your opinion. It's your perspective and your perception of something that allows you to mom shame because you get so jealous. And then when that mom that you're jealous of gets on the mom group and says, what have y'all done to help gain weight? Or what have y'all done to help lose weight? Or whatever it may be. I had my baby and I want to get my body right. You could comment and say something pretty mean. You could say, yeah, you really do need to gain weight. You do look pretty sick. Or yeah, I mean, there's all these gyms because I remember being your size until I found a gym that I liked and I'm glad I did because now I don't have to look that way anymore. Y'all, you think I'm kidding? Go to a mom group on Facebook. You will see stuff like that all the time. It's really sad. And I've never said anything that mean. That's horrible. And I'm not being rude saying that, but I would I would not say something like that. But I have in my head said very mean things about people because I was jealous and I was so comparative and wanted my life to be like theirs when in reality, it's not. And that might be unfortunate to hear, but this is my life. This is the one life I have. And how it is is how it is. This is my body. It's the one body I have. How it is is how it is. You know what I mean? I have so much I can be thankful for. I'm not starving in a third world country with no shelter, wearing leaves and sticks for shoes with strings around them. I have a home. I have finances that are well enough for me to stay home with my child. I have a marriage that I dreamed about. What is the deal? Do you know what I mean? But the second you hear anything in a mom group or someone makes a comment to you, it's so easy to put all that past you and feel like that the world owes you something because somebody might have said something rude. And jealousy, it it steps in every time, but you have to be mature enough to push it to the side every time. Me as well. I really struggle with that. All right, the last point here. My horse is bigger than your horse. Lord of mercy. This one kills me. 
not just in mom shaming. If you are in military spouse pages on Facebook, it is the same concept, if not worse. There are some shaming people up in those groups. Jesus, take the wheel. And I'm not here for it. I'm not. Here's the thing. When you have the mentality, my horse is bigger than your horse, you are not a friend. You are not a person that is a comforting source. You are not bettering this earth. You are being bitter and rude and you have your own inner demons that you're struggling with and you're pawning them off on everyone else. So here's an example. Again, I'm a military spouse. I have a child. I'm in the military spouse pages and the mom pages. There are moms that post in there. I just had my baby two months ago and now my husband's about to deploy for nine months. What can I do to get through this? I'm mentally not okay. I'm upset. This is real. She's going through postpartum depression while finding out her husband's about to deploy and miss nine months of her child's life as a new mom. That's terrifying. She has every right to feel her emotions, no matter what they are, because they're her emotions and nobody gets to validate her emotions. People will get on there and comment and say, oh my gosh, it's not that bad. Trust me, my husband's deployed and I have two kids and I work. It's not that bad. You'll be fine. There are people who have it worse. Y'all, I cannot make this up. And I literally, every time someone says that, I message that person. If I see it, I will direct message them because I'm not going to argue with people on Facebook who live and breathe for people to give them the attention they want. I'm not. I will message the person they're attacking though. And I will say, look, I'm not going to entertain the childishness on your status because nobody needs to entertain that. But what I am going to tell you is it doesn't matter if your husband has staff duty overnight or if he is deploying for nine months and you just had a baby or you don't have a baby, it doesn't matter. Your feelings are your feelings and nobody gets to validate them or take them away. Nobody can say, well, this is my situation. So you need to feel this way because I feel this way and I'm going through this. No one cares. We're all different. Your feelings are your feelings for you to feel and mine are for me to feel. And you know what? If we could all accept that we all feel things differently because our lives are different and our situations are different, then maybe we could rally around each other and say, hey, I understand you're going through something different. I've been through it kind of similar and this is what I did that helped. Or, hey, I can't relate to what you're going through because my situation was different, but I want you to know that if you believe in yourself and you wake up every day and you make up your bed and you decide to get through that day, that's the best thing you can do. And I'm here to support you and pray for you and love you through it. Why is that so hard? Why can we type out paragraphs of hate, take the time out of our day to make our thumbs go 80 miles an hour on a keyboard to insult someone, but we can't type three sentences to just lift them up? Why is that so hard? There are like spouses on the army wives page and other wives or the Navy wives, whatever military branch, there are women in mom groups who are committing suicide because they already feel so low about themselves and people just fuel that fire. They're vulnerable enough to get on there and admit they need help. They're doing something wrong and people just focus on the fact they need help and they just display them on the town square and just throw tomatoes at them. Not literally, but you get it. It's horrifying. It really is. And it's so upsetting that it's so acceptable now to insult someone, especially if it makes a joke. If someone laughs at it, it's acceptable. As long as someone is laughing, it's okay to be hateful. It's okay to tear someone apart. It doesn't matter what you have going on in your life. If you can tear someone else down and it hides your issues and you can get someone else to laugh about it, that's fine. It's okay because all you have to say is, I'm just playing. It's just a joke. No, that's not okay. That's not even close to being okay. And you know what? 
Here's my closing remarks for this podcast. I don't care if you co-sleep with your baby or your baby sleeps in a crib. I don't care if you breastfeed or if your baby's never had a drop of breast milk. If you circumcise your child or if you think it's the devil's work. If you vaccinate your child or you don't vaccinate your child. If you believe in screen time or you don't have a TV or a cell phone in your house. If you're a working parent or if you're a stay-at-home parent. I don't care. And here is why. Because it is my job to raise my child how I want him to be raised and to pour into him and love him and love everyone else around me. And that's it. It's not my job to tell Sally, Cindy, Lou, who up the street that she is wrong for doing this and not doing that. Because here's the thing. I don't pay Sally, Cindy, Lou, who's bills. I don't live in her house. I didn't push out her child. And my name is not on her child's birth certificate. Therefore, it's not my place. And until I put food in her child's mouth and I make sure their lights are on and I'm cleaning her house every day and I'm sleeping under her roof at night, it doesn't have anything to do with me. And I can yell and scream how I feel to her all day long, but that's not the point. And people get really touchy about vaccinations and breastfeeding and circumcision. And it's fine to feel strong about your opinion, but all you can do is worry about your child. And here's the thing you need to realize. There are parents out there I know personally that are friends of mine that love their children more than anything on this world that have sacrificed that literally would take a bullet for their child and other people's children. Literally, they're some of the greatest people I've ever met and we don't agree on things with parenting. But that doesn't make them a bad person or a bad parent because I've seen them parent. I've seen what they do for their kids and they are great parents. And just because I do things this way or they do things that way, that doesn't make either of us right or wrong. That makes us right for our children. That's it. And you can argue that all day long. You can cut it and dry it and throw whatever medical facts you have in my face. You can do whatever you want. That's fine. I choose to parent the way I parent. People choose to parent the way they choose to parent. And as long as it's legal within the law and you're doing it out of the goodness of your heart and what you truly feel with your judgment is the best for your kids, I have no place to tell you otherwise. And I love you for loving your children in a world of people who don't. There are so many kids who are bouncing around in awful, neglected foster homes that just want to find a parent that will put them first and love them first. And if you are doing that for your child, you go, girl. You go, sister. Brother, keep going. That's how I feel. And that's all there is to it. So you can tell a mom all day long. You need to make sure that you're cleaning up toys at the house at the end of the day. You need to make sure that your child's in this high chair. You need to make sure that you buy this brand of car seat and that you need to make sure you're breastfeeding, but also while your child sleeps in their crib at this temperature, blah, 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 blah. You could do that all day long. You know what else you could do? The mom that you go to attack, every time you go to say something negative about someone, replace it with something positive and say it out loud to them or comment that. Every time you go to say, wow, her child's got a dirty mouth. She probably ate that snack an hour ago and her mom didn't wipe off her mouth. Comment and say, you know what they say, a messy face means a happy heart. You know that kiddo had them a good snack. Have a great day. Y'all look adorable. You look like you're having a blast. Why is that so hard? Why is it hard for me sometimes? I I won't comment the mean things, but I'm so hesitant to comment good things. I used to really be that way, and now I don't. I don't care if I know this person. I don't care if they said something mean to me in high school and we haven't talked since. If they're on my social media or I run into them and I see something that I like or I feel like a compliment could be made, I make it. Why is it so hard? It doesn't make me fake. It doesn't make me just trying to be 
that good person like Mr. Rogers or Ellen DeGeneres. It just makes me a person who's mature enough to put aside negativity and fuel this world with good fire. The slogan that I live by is leave this world better than you found it in whatever way that may be. If that's getting involved with the environment, if it's trying to fuel mental health and make it a priority, if it's trying to take care of yourself and leave that vision for your children so they can pass it down to their kids so they know how important it is to cherish your life and your body and your relationships, whatever that is, leave the world better than you found it and start right now. Start today. Start letting moms know they're doing great. Let teachers know that they're making a difference in the lives of these kids, even though they are underpaid and they have a job that you never know what's going to happen day to day. It's terrifying being a teacher, but they still care enough to put the future generations before themselves. Let people know that. Thank the mailman. Thank the janitor. Treat the janitor like the CEO. Y'all, put that effort in. I need to do that every single day. I strive to do that, and I'm going to continue to strive for that. It's important. We have to love everybody. We have to. We don't have to agree with them, and you don't have to pay attention to how they feel as far as their political views or how they parent, but you do need to respect them as a human being because you are no better than them, and you need to love them from a distance and pray for them if you don't agree with them. And if they need to be fixed, the good Lord will step in. If not, then don't worry about it. That's all there is to it. I love y'all to pieces. I love this podcast. I love the fact that this world is slowly realizing that we're not all the same and it's so cool to be different and we need to embrace that. With a little bit of love and a whole lot of prayer, it's going to happen. Y'all have a great day, guys. See y'all next time.